know, impoverished, like, you know, third world countries. Like they're going to go in and build them these $10,000 houses, like on the cheap. Um, and they do it within 24 hours. So it's just crazy, man. It's, it's, I think, I think there's a lot of optimism I share with that, but at the same time, there's a lot of shenanigans that, um, we're still working through. There's still assholes that want to just conquer and dominate everybody and be tyrannical. So you got to be careful of those characters. This is Scratch Your Own Itch, the one show that delivers the conversations that we're afraid to share, but need to. This show is all about creating a life worth living. I'm Logan Tyler Nelson, and I'm your host. So you're going to hear conversations with creators and entrepreneurs talk about what they do, their current and past traumas, how they became who they are, and what they are truly curious about. This is the show where we talk about the things we think about a lot, but need to talk about more. Please take note that this show is not a substitute for actually creating a life worth living, because this show will stir your beliefs, make you question what it means to create a life worth living. So my promise to you is to always give you one question to answer for yourself today, to start turning your dreams into a reality. Hey, you. Yeah, just you. So before I get into this uh, interview with Justin Andrews, one of my absolute heroes, I just wanted to read off a review for you because honestly, I love it when I get these reviews and uh, I just want you to know that I'm listening. And if you leave a review as well, I would love to read it off. But this was a review from Melissa Manu. Uh, And I know this person. Uh, She's amazing. She's incredible. And she says, this podcast will open your mind and your heart. Logan Tyler Nelson is courageous, inspiring, and thought-provoking. He discusses the topics that most of us are afraid to acknowledge, reminding us we are never alone and giving hope when we are faced with challenges of life. He asks amazing questions and truly fosters a culture of curiosity. Logan is a gift in my life and you'll understand why once you start listening. Do yourself a favor and click subscribe button now. Thank you so much, Melissa Manu, for saying that. Um, yeah, oh my God, that makes me feel so amazing. Uh, in this interview with Jay, Justin, though, you'll find out a lot about his story. You'll find out a lot about the the hardship that happens with having a product knowing that you'd love to sell this product and be on your own, but then trusting yourself that maybe the time just isn't right. The time just isn't right for this product to develop. And if you've ever had that sort of question, that the time isn't quite right, well, you're not alone. So listen to my interview with Justin and uh, enjoy and Hey, you matter and you're enough. 
Hey, you. Yeah, just you. So, my curiosity question is, what's the difference between knowing something and understanding something, but actually implementing that knowledge into practice? Okay, so let me set the tone. The story you tell yourself right now about getting yourself in a great shape is really critical. Because the truth is, you might believe and tell yourself this story about how you hate working out because, well, you think about working out and, and you know that it requires some some kind of soreness, right? And you believe that the soreness is a byproduct of a good workout. Not so much. For most of us, we've all been told the story that the only way to get into really good shape is by hammering your body and if you aren't sore, then the workout wasn't even worth it. So you started telling yourself this story that the only way to change yourself was by challenging yourself, which is true, but it doesn't mean you need to be super sore. And I've been fortunate enough to discover the truth and how to get in really good shape because of the thanks to people like Justin Andrews. Sal DiStefano, Adam Schaefer, and Dodge Edge and the Mind Pump team. And honestly, they changed the story I started telling myself. And they started revealing stories about their own clients and their personal experiences that muscle adaptation performance systems have a way better result by utilizing brilliant programming. So sure, now the new curiosity question I have for you is, how can you do as little as possible and still elicit change? Comes down to beliefs. I know it did for me. So you may be wondering who this mastermind is behind all of this. And I've got another one. And his name is Justin Andrews. And he's honestly been a mentor of mine without even knowing it for the last three years. And he's an absolute incredible performance coach and excellent father and a partner to a wife. But I want to stop babbling and, and talking because I really want you to listen closely on this conversation we're about to have about one's beliefs and one's beliefs in the health and fitness industry that aren't helping you, but they may really be hurting you. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Justin Andrews. Hey, Justin. Thank hey, you so much for coming. Hey, I appreciate that intro, man. That's, uh, that's good stuff. Ah, dude, thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm so happy that you're on right now. It's, it's, I'm like a lot of the times you talk about things that just resonate with me, man. And I know you're a lifetime learner and you're a super curious dude and you're a lot like me because, uh, you're into music and, and, but you're also into working out and then you're also into, you know, just creating overall. So your mind goes from one thing to another. And, um, to me, one thing is, really important is by scratching my own itch. And, and I think that's done by solving my own problems and helping others people, you know, do it too at the same time. So what are you super curious about today and what problems do you think you're helping people solve? I mean, I'm very, very growth minded and uh, I'm very curious as to um, how I communicate and how I can improve that process. And, um, nothing has helped me more than to put myself in an environment like I've been in the last three years with this podcast. So 
Um, this has been nothing but a learning curve for me. And um, I'm always just curious. I pay attention to things that scare me and things that I recognize right away that don't come easy for me. And uh, this has definitely been one of those roads for me where um, I've had to understand that I do have opinions. I do have um, experience that I can pass on to other people uh, in various forms, whether it's through the podcast, whether it's through YouTube. I've been doing this for a long time, one-to-one with clients. And uh, that's my comfort zone, is talking to people directly um, and having that uh, where I can read body language. I can can communicate um, much more effectively, I feel that way. But, you know, so the podcast has been just just an immensely challenging uh format for me to um to kind of discover how to articulate my thoughts and not only that but to interject my thoughts in a very um sort of boiler room kind of uh environment where i'm 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 amidst two great communicators with adam and sal and uh they're they're never short on words so uh, kind of finding where where my train of thought fits into that, and so yeah, man, I've I'm just I'm just a curious human being that's I'm just looking to to improve parts about myself constantly. So just look for those holes and look for places where I know uh, if I put energy and effort in that direction, my overall self is going to improve. Hey, quick interruption, Logan Tyler Nelson here. So if I ask you, what do you want out of life? You might say something like, I want to be happy, and I want to have a great job, and have a great family, and um, just, I just want to really, I guess, just be happy. So I want to say to you, If happiness is the only thing you want, then why aren't you just happy? Just think happy thoughts, right? It's as simple as that. I'd say not so much. I think it's deeper than that. I think it's about being around people that make you happier. And I think the best way to do that is by surrounding yourself with people that when you hear them, you cannot help yourself by scratching your own itch and being curious about them. So I wanna make it possible for you to get in touch with those five people that you wish you were around more often. People that are in TV shows, people that are on podcasts, top rated podcasts, people that are writing books that really speak to you. People that are directing movies that are making this world way fun to live on. So if this at all speaks with you, I would love for you to text me or call me at 815-375-4919. Again, that's 815 815- Three seven five four nine one nine, and you know, to be honest, I could have left my email, 
I could have left some link or gave you a free PDF or whatever it is, some giveaway. But I want to give you the most important thing, and that's to really talk and have a human exchange, that old-fashioned talk-to-talk thing. Just give me a call. I promise I'm here for you. And I want to brainstorm those five people that you wish you could talk to and make it a possibility for you to actually become, well, this thing that we all want, happiness, to be happier, and to learn off of the people that we really look up to and to scratch our own itch while we're doing it. Well, back to my interview. Oh, wow, man. Wow. Uh, Yeah. I know you've been uh, referred to as the sort of introvert on the show and and to open up like that. What have you really learned about yourself through uh, starting to actually podcast more and talk? And I mean, has it been kind of like a new paradigm shift where where you think you're becoming almost a different person just by talking more? Yeah, yeah. I I notice that when the way I communicate to my kids, the way I communicate to my wife, um, my friends, it, it's very interesting. And I was very comfortable. I wouldn't really consider myself an introvert where a lot of people think that, that that's, I mean, they would define me as that just because I may be quiet in groups or around people that I'm not familiar with. Um, but amongst my friends and family, I've always been sort of a ham and, you know, the first one to try to carry a conversation and, um, you know, add some humor in the mix, uh, be entertaining. But, um, as far as every, everybody else on the outside, like even some of my, my family's friends, um, have all, have always painted this picture of me being like very reserved and pulled back. But, um, I think what I've learned about myself the most is that, um, I process things a little bit differently and I listen a lot and, um, I feel like I'm not trying to fill space with words. I'm, I'm trying to understand, um, what people are really trying to say, whether it's not just through their words, but through their body language and everything else they're trying to express. Um, so now I'm trying to be able to improve that process and uh, speed it up a bit so I could kind of get my thoughts out there. Um, whereas before I, I had to process things and then come back later. And this is another thing I've found that even my writing and, uh, reading abilities have increased because of, uh, now, um, training this process of, of communicating, um, at a, at a, at a speedier sort of a pace. But, um, yeah, man, that's, that's just, that's just one aspect I've learned. I've learned so many things about myself, um, sitting here amongst, uh, you know, the other guys just discussing topics and, you, you, you understand like the way that you think and it becomes kind of clear. Oh, wow. That's how I think about that. And it's, it's sometimes it surprises me. Um, and it, it also helps to identify well, your belief, your belief system kind of tying it back to sort of, uh, what you, you, you introduced in, in this podcast. It's like, what do you really believe? Because, you know, growing up, we have, we have some sort of a formula, whether it's passed on from your parents 
um, or somebody you look up to or, you know, somebody influential in your life that uh, you gravitate towards. But, um, you, you know, we're all we we all start with some sort of a belief system. And um, I mine's been redefined over and over again. And the podcast has helped me to sort of connect dots and really kind of figure out um, where I stand as an individual, what I believe in and um, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, like uh, once you start opening your mouth, you start going, "Oh, oh someone could lash back and and uh, disagree with right. me." Or, but it, it all makes it way more fun. And um, one thing I really want to point out is is uh, you know, you talked about a little bit of if you're just your observation, your uh, you just observe things a little bit more and you listen more. And and uh, one thing I've I've really taken from from you and, and actually try to like implement in my own life. And, and I was listening to another podcast uh, with Cal Fussman and they talked about how, uh, you know, there's a lot of podcasts and talk shows, but there's not a lot of listening shows. And that's what podcasting kind of does is it allows you to train your brain to know when you do talk to really make it count and to really listen in. And the diamonds of one story is, is in the listening and, and, the minute stuff. So just um, listening to what's really behind that, I think creates a better belief system. And I just want to ask you, like, who do you think has just been a guest of yours that just is like an immense listener. And because of that, they're a great storyteller at the same time. Hmm. Um, Trying to think of somebody who's other than, I know Tom Bilyeu is a great storyteller. I know, um, I, uh, for some reason, Tom Billy came to mind right away. Um, where, yeah, I mean, I've spent time with him one to one and we've had lunch and, um, you know, outside the podcast and he's just been a big, a big, uh, mentor to all of us as far as business is concerned. And, um, and he's, he's one of the ones that sticks out because he actually responds and, and, um, we know that we can contact him and he will then contact us back and, and he's very good about being approachable. And so as far as like being the most approachable, I think, um, he's definitely one that's, that's very high on my list as, you know, somebody that, um, has been very valuable, um, contact that we've made and, and friend, uh, of the show. <clears throat> but um i think th i mean we've had so many guests on specifically that i've learned like an immense amount of information from so um the, a lot of times we'll bring guests on that you know it's just they have just so much knowledge that we haven't even scratched the surface um with some of these guests and um it's it's tough because you're interviewing them right like you're interviewing me now um but um it, it at the same time like them listening and kind of responding you you know you, you kind of add you add a bit of conversation in there to keep it going but at the same time it's really about them when we're bringing them in so um i would i would say probably probably between tom billu and uh who else would be a great listener i don't know man that's 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 my that's my answer i'm going to stick with tom I love it. No, I, uh, I, it's huge. You know, that's the thing with podcasting. I'm sure you've, you've found this out with yourself, uh, having 
sort of a, a very curious mind. And I don't want to say that you are ADHD, but you know what? Heck, I think we all have a form of ADHD. But what comes the downfall is having too many mentors, I think, at once. And uh, so I think like, for me personally, I, I created a personal philosophy where I just try to listen to only like three or four people. And Tom Bilyeu is actually one of them where, um, because he really does go into beliefs and he wants to, you know, sort of like uh, release people from the matrix. And and uh, he has this really great way of being able to articulate what he's being educated on and then actually integrate it and interpret it into his own life. And uh, what is something that you recently learned from maybe Tom Bilyeu or maybe you learned from uh, someone that you've been starting to implement in uh Let's not talk about health, but your family and how you try to like, you know, really uh, take care of your family while you're also trying to wait this business on the side too at the whole, right. all at the same time. Um, you know, it might surprise you actually. I would say, you know, just watching Sal go through what he's gone through with his divorce and um, with his interaction with his kids, um, and just the overall conversations between um, Adam and Sal both, but um, specifically when we get into parenting and kind of how we're raising our kids, um, I get a lot of benefit from that. And that's something that's really been impactful and helpful for me to, um, to understand, um, you know, how he's doing it, how I'm doing it. We kind of compare notes verbally, but um, I, I, I really do appreciate how you know he raises his kids and and how he's very thoughtful in that process and how he presents uh information to them and thinks ahead like you know how this is going to affect them and their psychology kind of when they grow up and um and I've definitely implemented a lot of things that um he's he's described on the show even um and vice versa you know and he's he's definitely taken some things you know with electronics and all these types of things that um tend to be a distraction and and interrupt that <clears throat> that dynamic with your family and the communication so um but yeah i've specifically i've i've taken a lot of what he's he's talked about nutritional wise um and implemented with my kids and started to serve them vegetables uh first and <clears throat> tried to like kind of create a hierarchy of nutrients and and like what you know what the important um food groups are and why you know the order is important with that so um it's a simple thing to do but it's 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 helped to kind of create more conversation and education with my kids um as to why uh why they're eating vegetables and you know how that's contributing to their health and um, you know, why protein and fats and all these things are essential nutrients and, um, just, just treating, treating my kids more like they're little adults as opposed to, um, you know, just dumb kids that you're going to say, you know, well, just listen to me. And then, the, and then the conversation stops there. So yeah, it's been really impactful. Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Kids are smart. Like, they're smarter than ever, and I think that uh, and the knowledge is more abundant than ever right now. And and so because of that, uh, 
I started off the show with, 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 with what's the difference of really understanding that knowledge and actually uh, implementing it and practicing it. So I want to ask you, what do you think it takes for someone to really uh, know the knowledge and be able to put it into practice? Do you think it's, it's a big uh, transition because of pain that they need to make or they maybe experience some pleasure or maybe it's just like they need to just try a little bit at a time and maybe that'll work. But what do you think it is that really will uh, start that sort of uh, a, a initial reasoning to change mm. to be more healthy? Yeah. So, I mean, this is the common struggle for your average person, right? It's like, because it's daunting it, and what typically your average person or what even I would have done back in the days is, is I don't want to start something unless I can be awesome at it. You know, and I think a lot of people carry that mentality into um, fitness and, and health and nutrition, and they think that they have to do it all at once. And that's just, that's just too much. And it's the wrong approach. It's not sustainable. Um, and I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of, there's a lot of modalities. There's a lot of like diets out there that <clears throat> feed into that 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 process that that insecurity that we have that you know we need to we need to go into this with with all of our effort at once and if we don't do it we're a failure and uh i think that um, i mean nobody likes to be a failure so whether you know whether there's entrepreneurs out there or you know that that you know thrive in failure and this is some some sort of like mantra that we have um where we seek seek this pain or seek this um difficulty nobody inherently likes to be a failure so um i think that's that's one of the that's one of the things that deters people from just getting going and really it just takes it just takes steps it takes very small steps that you just build off of and you um it, it really taking one initial action um that's that's the best approach and that's that's whether we're tackling sleep first you know or we're tackling um increased movement and activity or you know something very basic that leads into weight training and a, a better understanding of that and then we, we if we're going into weight training well let's pick you know the the four or five best exercises just to focus on and then let's start with that and let's master those mechanics and then let's move on from there. And then it's just, it, I mean, it, it takes, it, it takes a long period of time, but the more measured you can be about it and, you know, the minimum viable dose, um, that you can apply to elicit the change, um, that's always going to carry you forward and, you're going to be able to build off of that. And so you don't need to tackle everything all at once. I think that's the biggest, the biggest misstep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and it just gets the variables with it. And to give that one person that needs to hear it right now, that um, just one, one thing that you think that they could do right now to sort of like hone in on, on something that they'd like to try. What do you think uh, that, that piece so, of advice would be? Are you just uh, speculating whatever it is they want to try? So not even fitness or health related. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, 
Yeah. It's, it's really just asking yourself, is that important to you? Is that something that you really want to do? Or is that like, what's limiting you from doing that? Is it fear or is it, um, is it, you, you just don't like change? Um, is it, um, is it you, you're seeking approval, you know, or there's, I mean, there, you got to find those barriers and you just have to, I mean, you just have to take a, a step in that direction. It literally, it, it, it amounts to, to just taking an action, whatever that action looks like. Uh, whether it's like, say for me, I wanted to start playing guitar again. Um, and I hadn't done it in like forever. And so I just, I kept talking about it. And something I've always told myself is if I keep talking about something, then, and I keep thinking about it, it's time, it's time to take action. You know, if I, if I've repeated it more than a few times, like it's time for me to actually take action. So I, I just went and bought a, bought a guitar and just made it happen. And, um, those are, those are something I'm very careful of too, with, um, whenever I vocalize something, that's, that's sort of, I'm part of my code is that, that I'm, I will do that. Like that's, that's part of my integrity. So if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And, um, I don't know if everybody else kind of shares that sort of mantra, but that's something that <clears throat> I've always, I've always sort of lived by is, um, if I say I'm going to do something like I'm going to do it, even if I fail at it or it's not going to work out the way that I totally thought it was going to work out. Um, I'm going to do it and, um, we'll see, we'll see what happens as a result. You know, it may be the best thing that you ever did for yourself, or it may just be a learning experience, which is really how I view most of, most of the failed attempts or failed, uh, ideas I've had. Um, it's been a, a huge opportunity to grow and get better. And, and so I say just, yeah, man, just take action and don't, don't hesitate and make, make, make those, I mean, be calculated, but take the step. It's really, it's as simple as that. Uh, I love it, man. I really do because I think it's, uh, Wow, so much anxiety is released when you just finally start and try it out and you keep thinking about it and you keep thinking about it. And I, th I feel like it's just a, a cup of anxiety getting more and more filled the more you think about it and then actually not do anything about it. And uh, I know for a fact, though, uh, the one thing that I really want to point out is this: your ability to know your own strength. And uh, I love how you are someone that's more on the performance side and you're not really on this aesthetic you're not trying to look like a bodybuilder you're not trying to even though you're very much in the fitness industry like you know that your strength is it's is with kettlebells and and using that kind of uh technique and stuff to get into not only better performance but to get uh mindful with your body what is something you think that uh gave you the reason to really start digging into that was it because of football or was it because of um what made you start kind of scratching um, that issue i kind of like to do i like to do my own thing you know and uh <laughs> you know sometimes to my to my own sort of demise <laughs> um i just don't like doing what the crowd's doing and that's just always been part of my mo um and 
really, I seek out what people think that I can't, can't do, or they, they're surprised that I would do. Um, but as far as working out goes, so I've, I mean, I train with, uh, through football and through all the various other sports I've trained, like when the off season, we train as a team and the mentality there is to be the best and lift the most and break records as far as like, I had like, I had broke the record for dips at my school and, um, you know, I was bench pressing and squatting and power cleaning, uh, with the heaviest guys on the team. And I would work with the groups with those guys. So my, if we're talking about like ego and, and tying that into training, uh, much like some people tie their ego into how they look, mine was very much more tied into what I could do and, um, you know, how strong I could get and, um, what kind of, um, performance that would, that would promote on the field. So, um, there was a massive disconnect for me with, um, the whole six pack and bodybuilder style training, um, mentality because I just, it was alien to me and it, and to me, it just felt very self-absorbed and I've been very much of a team oriented sort of, um, I, I don't know, I guess, uh, I hate to say I like unselfish, but like, I just don't, I've never been into sports or things that all revolved around me and even still like me getting interviewed, like this is uncomfortable for me, you know, like I don't like talking about myself. So that's just always been something that, um, I like to build up people around me and uh, I just don't like all the focus to be on me. Even when I made extremely good plays and I did cool stuff with sports and, um, you know, was recognized for that and went to college and played sports. Um, I've just, I've never been like a braggadocious kind of person and didn't really care. I don't care. Like I didn't care to be rewarded by other people because it didn't matter. It didn't matter to me. Like what mattered was my own, <laughs> my own, yeah. uh, initiative with that, my own, um, interest. And so I guess I just kind of, I go to my own beat. And so, you know, the show somewhat highlights that where, <laughs> you know, they give me shit all the time. Like I might be a little bit out of shape or, you know, or whatever, but uh, I just don't, I don't train specifically to I don't train like with, with a neurotic mentality. Uh, so I train, I train to benefit my body and strength as an overall. And, you know, I definitely, I don't mind the aesthetic that, um, training produces, obviously. Um, and sometimes I may catch myself, you know, being kind of stoked if my arms are a little bigger, you know, or if my chest is bigger or whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, man. I just, if I'm not interested in it, then to me, it's, it's I, yeah, I could give a shit. Like, it's just not like prancing around and looking at myself and, uh, trying to get laid just based off of like how my body looks. It, it just sounds so fucking douchey. <laughs> so anything that's douchey like that to me, it's just repel. Sure. It's like repellent. Um, and it's just funny I, too. It's, it's on how you grow up. You know, I grew up around a, a bunch of guys who were like, 
Like, I mean, we would make fun of those guys. That's that's like we would. <laughs> they just weren't. They weren't our people, you know. And so now I'm like, <laughs> it's funny because I'll throw it right back at them because you know they make fun of me. I'll make fun of them, but that's all part of like male bonding, you know. And um, I take it. I, I dish it just as much as I take it. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of funny because it's it's not like I I. I feel I look at somebody that has a really impressive physique and I'm like, ah, douchebag. Like I know what it takes. Yeah. I know that that's the thing. Uh, and I, I appreciate it now. I think <laughs> I appreciate it more now that I'm older and, uh, and even, you know, going through that mini sort of transformation thing at the beginning of the show, uh, helped give me a little more appreciation of the process and be able to voice a little bit more, um, when they're talking about uh, manipulating their macronutrients and cutting and bulking and all that nonsense, um, which, you know, it's part of the culture of that, uh, that mentality. But yeah, man, I, I appreciate being strong. Strong to me is like, is crucial. So if I'm not strong, um, you know, I'm, I'm missing, I'm missing the boat and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not benefiting myself or, or appreciating myself and I have to work on myself constantly to maintain strength, maintain uh, balance at home, be a good father, you know, contribute to the group and, and, you know, be, be a high performer business wise as well. So, I mean, it's just a lot to balance. So that's, that's being, being super aesthetic guy is not my bag. Let's just put it like that. Are you someone who's trying to build your online presence? And you're finding out that it takes some time, a lot of time. And someone might recommend, hey, you should write a book and become an expert in that area so you're known for that one thing. Well, a book, (laughs) as I've gone through it and come to find, takes a long time. It takes about another year and a half. But that doesn't mean that you can't become known for your thing. I think the best way to do this is through starting a podcast and getting a website out there that can archive all the work and the content and the area of expertise that you want to be known for. Because you want to be the go-to guy when someone thinks of... Hey, I want to get in really good shape, but heck, I don't know what it's going to take. And you know that your area of supremacy, as I dub it, is to get someone into really great shape. And what if you could bring on other influencers that already have a name for themselves online onto your own podcast to create content to rank in really well to be to be the go-to guy when it comes to being the enthusiast that you wish you were online to be the influencer that you wish you were online to be known as the expert if you look at what's been happening in the world It's all going towards online. So if you're still running a business and overhead's high, please 
reach out. Logan at LoganTylerNelson.com. And this is a service where it's a done-for-you podcast. We'll get you systematically hooked up to where you have a website, your podcast, and to really get you on the roll to where your job is just to come and have the fun part, which is interviewing the experts that you wish you could align yourself with more and to start actually making some noise and disrupt this whole idea that it takes another year to get really known for your area of expertise. So if this at all interests you, just email me, logan at logantylernelson.com. Again, that's logan at logantylernelson.com. I love so much of what you just said. Well, one thing that I really want to point out is because uh, I, I think that the story I told myself before was I needed to be in really good shape in order to be loved, right? And uh, just to be totally transparent, I, 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 I very much have body image issues. And uh, I thought that, you know, no one could really love me unless I was a really good looking dude. And that was just a story I told myself. And then all of a sudden it changed when I started doing maps green, which is something that you created and this performance thing. And, uh, and I started just forgiving myself by just going, okay, the new story I want to tell myself is, is, uh, what do you want to really, really care about? Do you want to care about your looks or do you want to just care about how you're performing? So I got into that and then, um, you know, I think that anybody that does this that stops worrying so much about the way they look and starts just worrying about the way they perform, uh, it, it can be really fun again. And I think this happens to a lot of people that compete in bodybuilding. They find themselves going, I don't want anything to do with it. I need to like do something with powerlifting or put myself into something else because all I'm caring now is about how shredded I look. And that can be a really hard thing to live with. And so I want to ask you, um, sort of a little bit of more vulnerable question. What is something that uh, really you had challenged yourself with that other than just like, you know, talking about yourself, but something where you uh, had to go through, but it really honestly was something that uh, something changed that I you had for the to best. go through. Um, you mean that I didn't want to go through and I did anyway and it, it benefited me. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, like, yeah, I know that, uh, dude, like, for example, your ex on uh, tech, I want to talk uh -huh. to you more about tech side because I'm kind of geeking over that stuff too, but more so like the sort of having to put that down in right. order to do this yeah, stuff man. for fine because I mean, it requires more of your this, time this or life, anything man. like that. Like, <laughs> you know, you do things that um that are hard and challenging and um risk the greater the risk the greater the reward and um that was an opportunity that um i had been discussing with one of my clients for a long time um she was a patent attorney and so it made sense and we aligned with a engineer who could basically take the idea and bring it to reality and 
I mean, <clears throat> you talk about one of the most challenging things I've ever done. I mean, that's the nail on the head for me. Um, besides mind pump, but uh, even with mind pump, there's a team dynamic to mind pump in a in sort of just gelling overall gelling of the group that uh, we all sort of align in our ideas at the end of the day, even if some of the discussion may sound like we're quarreling or whatever, it really is just that we're, we're just sharpening each other. And that's, that's all it is. And we all have the same purpose and mindset towards it. So um, with Axon, um, I think um, for me, and this, this resembles a lot too of what I don't talk about a lot either, which was when I was creating this, this fitness app that, I still, I still, to this day, I have, I have like this intense energy to complete. Like I, I really, I want to, I want to pursue that again at some point because it's the thing is, man, like there's ideas that live inside all of us and they're, they're worthless. These ideas that are inside you are worthless unless you do something. and. So for me, that was the challenge was, okay, are you going to keep talking about this idea or are you going to sort of put the the rubber to the road with this and, and give it a, a fair shot? And um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I, I've invested a, a substantial amount of money into this and time and effort uh, simultaneously with um, you know, the creation of mind pump and how we were, we were growing at a really rapid pace and it became, it became an issue like pretty quickly. And I, I understood right away that while these are both sort of polar pulling massive objects and, uh, one of them was going to win at the end of the day. And, uh, so I just had to make a lot of really hard decisions. And I decided to kind of hustle up production and see what we could do um, with my team for Axon and, and just do our best to market um, and, and launch on Kickstarter and go through that whole process to see, you know, if there's a market for this product. And the response initially, like the first day was great. And then it trailed off super fast and then it just sort of fizzled out. And, um, <clears throat> this is one of those things that whenever you have a project and you have a team that, that, um, I mean, we're super, super optimistic because of the potential and all these applications and it's a great idea. It's a great product. And so to have something sort of come to fruition, it works. Everything's awesome. Got a cool video. Um, and now you put it out there to the world and then the response is subpar and then it becomes, you know, this, this sort of check like, Oh wow. You know, what did I do wrong? Or, you know, and then it becomes, you know, what I do is I self reflect and I, I figure out, well, maybe the message was wrong. Maybe the video is wrong. Maybe this was wrong, you know, but uh, what I didn't expect was when, 
you know, I sort of got cornered and, and was, um, some, like a lot of the blame sort of landed on my shoulders and that was tough. That was really tough because I'm already self-reflected. Like I'm already somebody that will take on, take on the L because I, you know, I, I've learned from sports, you're going to lose some games, you know, like some things aren't going to pan out the way you want them to. But the one thing that you don't do is you don't go point fingers and you don't, you don't take down your teammate. And I found out right away, you know, that's, that's the mentality that uh, I was facing with that, uh, that product. So I just had to make some tough decisions and, and to be honest, you know, it was tough for everybody. It was tough for them. It was, you know, um, and it was a tough conversation that we had to have after that um that campaign didn't do what we we hoped it would do um but at the same time it still exists it still exists like it it's it's there and it's i i feel like the market just i don't it's it's such a a humongous hurdle um to prove concept to a brand new idea instead of presenting something that's more familiar to the market. So if the market understands that, um, like they already know, have a basis of what, like if I was to create a, a fitness product that just improved a product that already exists, I would have had a lot better sh- chance at success. And that was a lesson I had to learn. Like I was trying to prove a product that has never existed, has, um, all this benefit and, and massive potential, but nobody gets it or understands its true potential like us. And so that was a monster. That was a monster to eat. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, like I, like you kind of alluded to, it was, I wouldn't change it. Like I, I grew so much from it. Um, I learned, I learned what it takes to, actually create something from scratch get all the patents how expensive that process is like if you're i understand now like what value ideas are and which ones probably have the most potential and what what actually will make you money versus what is just a good idea so i mean lots lots of valuable lessons in, along the way and i still work with my partners for that project um, and I help them out, but I'm less involved. So I'm somewhat, I'm somewhat more of just like, um, like I help consult and I, I promote it and, and bring people to the product to see if they can somehow find a market for it. Um, so I'm hopeful on that end, but if it doesn't, if there's no market for it, there's no market for it. You know, I'm not, I'm okay with it at the end of the day. I'm okay with it. Um, And, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't change it, man. It's, (laughs) you got to shoot, you got to shoot, you got to try. And if you don't try, then you're never going to, you're never going to make it a reality. So, um, yeah, that was, that's one of them. That's a very public one that like, you know, like you don't like putting, putting like failures out there as like, I label that a failure because I it still exists and it's that was a failed attempt. I would like to say, you know, is at um, 
promoting it and finding a market for it. But um, anyway, it's a long, long winded answer, but that's, that is definitely sort of a, <laughs> a hot button for me because it was, uh, it was, it was such a difficult process. And uh, <laughs> I feel like only, only people that really have good <laughs> grit and endurance and perseverance should ever attempt something like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it could definitely yeah. bury a lot of people. Like what I went through with that would, would squash a lot of people. So yeah. Uh, yeah. That was a massive sort of an ego check, but uh, well, when, what ahead. I love about it though, is, is your idea. well, when, what I love about it though, is, is you took idea and you actually implemented it and tried it out and, and uh, instead of, because it, it kind of makes me a little emotional. I know you're not as emotional of a guy as I am, but knowing that yeah. there's a lot of people out there with these awesome ideas and they just don't do shit about it, like that to me, like hurts the hell out of me. And, and like actually going through the struggle with it, like, like sometimes I hear people like, oh, you know, I really want to write a book, but I'm afraid it's going to collect dust after I write it. And I'm just like, at least create it, like just do it. Get yourself interested because I guarantee uh, you'll actually feel like you did something instead of doing nothing because the worst thing in the world is uh, the dying. They talk about it all the time. I don't know if you've heard of uh, the book called The the Five Most um, Heard Regrets of the Dying. And one of their things is is just not working on the things that they thought they, they were really passionate about, something that was inside their head and they never actually got it out there. Why? Because they were afraid it was going to, is going to fail and it would not be worthy for anyone else's attention other than their own. But just to do things just because you feel like it um, is a really cool thing. And I love that you kind of do that. And I love that you're like open about it, man. Like I know that it's hard to make a product and, and like even this podcast for me is like something like when I don't see like a huge, like uh you know, reception of it. Someone doesn't actually like have a life changing moment from it. And I only see like 10 downloads mm -hmm. from, from someone uh, of a guest of mine. And I'm like, wow, only 10 people listen to this. Like, right. But then I have to put it in perspective. Yeah, like all about perspective, hey, man. And better uh, than one, like, yeah, I wish more people so, had the know. courage to pursue their ideas. Yeah. And that's why it's tough. Cause <laughs> some people would ask me, what it takes to, you know, create a product, get a team together, get patents. Like, so my first <laughs> response usually would be like, are you sure? Like, do you really want to do this? Like, you know, this is, I mean, I, I mean, I had nights where, you know, I, I put my yeah. wife in all <laughs> kinds of stress and my family and it was just chaos, but you know, it's, at the end of the day, you know, you, that may be the thing that may be the thing that you're meant to do. So, um, I can't, I can't be the guy to say, don't do it. it I just, you just got to know that, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a motherfucker to, to accomplish. But, uh, yeah, the, but that's it, man. Massive risk, massive sure. reward. So that may have been one of those that had massive reward, but, um, that's kind of how I, I went into it. I just, it's either, this is a home run or it's not, it's not, there was nowhere in between. 
And um, yeah, so the other, the frustrating parts of that too, it's like you get such positive feedback from it and you get encouragement from all kinds of really smart people. And, but, but yet, yet it's not ready. The market isn't there. So it's, that's a lesson. That's another lesson in business that, um, you know, I had to, I had to experience firsthand. So there you go. I got it under my belt. I mean, it takes, it takes a bunch of them to get out of your belt to, to, you know, find and hone in that, that <laughs> winner. So, uh, you know, I'm getting there and, and mind pump is taking off. And so, you know, that's yeah. just, that's how things go, man. And I'm thankful I'm doing Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Logan Tyler Nelson here. Just wanted to ask you if you could share this episode, please. It's the best compliment you could ever pay. Whenever I hear something that makes me laugh, makes me feel like, heck, I'm not alone in this world. Or maybe it makes me feel like, gosh, I really feel wiser after listening to this episode. Well, I think the best compliment that you could pay to that person that created that for you is by sharing that, sharing that with the world on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, or any social network that you currently have, because it just does not take any money or even that much effort to share it out, just to click that share button. And don't ever forget, you matter and you're enough. That's awesome, dude. I, I want to just say, like, it seems like you're still, you know, working on something that you love. And I, I want to keep you on for another, like, 14 hours. But I want to get into some scratching the surface curiosity questions just to, um, the mission of this portion is just to make someone feel a little less alone and also learn a little bit more about you. And uh, I know you got uh, awesome, awesome group of true fans that just want to hear uh, some more about Justin. And uh, if you're ready for it, dude, we'll, we'll knock it out. All right. Um, so uh, this is sort of a giving questions question. And um, just in order to make someone feel less alone, what is a hmm. thought that you keep what having uh, lately that you kind of wish you didn't have anymore? Um, Am I maybe qualified to to answer that question, or am I an authority in this? Like sometimes maybe I question my own value, um, even though I have the experience, but maybe I just don't value myself as an authority in that in that. Because I I can immediately think of, you know, a bunch of other people that I know are better than me in certain topics, even though I can answer and I can um, voice an opinion in that direction. So I guess that voice, so that voice of like um, questioning myself. Right. That, the impo yeah. Imposter syndrome, man. Have you ever, you've heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you've got a mad case of imposter syndrome, I think. Because, dude, you, you, I mean, you were super qualified. Um, 
The next question I'd like to ask is, uh, what is uh, someone that unfortunately uh, you wish that you could be, mm. but you want to be them just for a month yeah, to see what it'd man. be like to think in the way they think? I don't really think. project myself onto other people. So, yeah, I don't really idolize anybody other than like maybe my dad and maybe my wife <laughs> but that would be weird like to be my wife for a day actually maybe it'd be cool get like a lot of insight you know <laughs> i could see so then that kind of ties back <laughs> into like myself right i would learn more about myself through somebody else's eyes that would be pretty trippy um but that's just how i think man i did i don't know there's nobody like that I hold up on a pedestal yeah. and I'm like, Oh my God, they have everything together. And oh, I just wish I could be them for a day and figure everything out. And like Elon Musk or something, you know, like that guy, you know, brilliant as he is, I don't want to be that guy, you know? And I mean, that's kind of across the board for me. If you mention any names out there, like I just, I don't really like, you know, say it's like the rock or something like that. That's like, awesome and they, they have everything going for them right now um i don't care <laughs> i just want to be my um how about George how about, Lucas, someone, how about someone that you'd love um, to have on the show i would love to have you know what? i really just love super super creative people that have done things that um not only on the surface have gotten attention as far as like, um, I guess I, I'm, I'm referencing star Wars here, but, um, just the, it, it was such an impossible feat that he even was able to create that movie and tie in so many different, um, like, th like thoughts and, and religions and, um, the human experiences and was able to kind of tie all that together and present it in, in that way. So I don't know. I just, I'm so fascinated, um, with, with that, that story and the creation of that story. Um, I'm not like, and I'm not like super, like I don't go to conventions. I don't wear like costumes and shit, but I just, I really, I enjoy people that have really deep thoughts and uh, have figured things out and have like tied all these dots together. And I think that too, that's why we connected with like Paul check because yeah, I mean, you talk about a deep thinker, that guy has done nothing but read every single religious text, every single book, human anatomy, physiology, math, you know, whatever and has really started to holistically piece it all together. And that fascinates me. Um, and there's been examples of that, um, you know, with other people that I just can't think of, but, um, yeah, those are the types of people that I like people that think that have like depth to them and, and aren't just like famous for some shit that was cool you know, or they're handsome or whatever, you know? So. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's why we both like uh, Tom Billy. He just he thinks so deeply, and yeah, uh, creatives for me, it's same dude, same thing. I, I geek over people like Jordan Peterson, and I geek yeah. over people yeah, like uh, George answer. Lucas, obviously, and um, other screenwriters Eddie that Vitter. people may not uh, really know it. about, and just yeah, just artists. What's that? I, I've Eddie. Um, Oh, well, dude. There was a song. Yeah. There was a that song cool. that he wrote about his what dad. What would you ask him? I mean, his his dad question. died. I don't, I don't remember the story, backstory behind it, but if you listen to like the lyrics and then him singing, um, I don't know if it was called Black. It was on the Pearl Jam 10, like their very first album. Um, but you could just hear it in his voice as he's singing it. Like, I just, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot there that I don't know if I know the whole story behind that. And I'd love to kind of peel, peel that back and, um, you know, see how he's able to create such, such an awesome, like awesome music and like tribute to, you know, his dad and to, uh, he just seems like a really deep guy. And I, I would like to like kind of dig into his childhood and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Justin, you gotta make a side podcast, dude, about deep conversations with the people because I think you're deeper than you think you are. Um, but anyway, I we we totally could talk about this like maybe off air or something. I'd love to. Bro, help I'm not you out Yoko Ono ever, though. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna split the band up. I mean, then again, you you you're with Doug. Doug's the man at podcasting. So uh, no. But- True, for sure. No, for I'm sure. just okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would enjoy it. Point. I just think like I something enjoy, like, like small if, if for it was your up own to me sake, to have you know, like simultaneously you, have like something you, you that know, was more directed baby. on just comedy and music. Yeah, I would be in. You know, I'd be I'd be into that and like deep, deep like thoughts of of the human experience and you know the future and a meaning. You know, purpose. Like I don't know. I've even since I was like a little kid. I would ask my dad like super deep questions and like challenge a lot of the religious ideas and like it would question why all the time. I asked everybody the question why, like that was like my favorite thing. So, um, yeah, man, <laughs> like that's definitely cool. So what, I got to ask you then, what do you think humans are capable of in the year 2020, man? Like, what do you see for as far as like a, now, a technology that I you've mean, been um, like super, super curious about that you kind of been checking out? I mean, they're already, we talked about this today. I mean, they, dude, they look at what happened in the last two years and how crazy technology is. And they're, they're planning has to been, do that for, um, you know, impoverished like, you know, third world countries, like they're going to go in and build them these $10,000 houses, like on the cheap. Um, and they do it within 24 hours. So it's just crazy, man. It's, it's, I think, I think there's a lot of optimism I share with that, but at the same time, there's a lot of shenanigans that, um, we're still working through. There's still assholes that want to just, conquer and dominate everybody and be tyrannical so you got to be careful of those 
characters. But uh, the more the the more the people have access in decentralized power, the better. So if it keeps going in that direction, and we all have access to cool stuff and um, freedoms to express ourselves the way we want to, and you know have liberty, then we got a bright future ahead of us. But uh, you know. You never know because there's there's a double-edged sword to that. You know, the more technology sort of pervades the landscape, the more we've become dependent on it. And then that's something that somebody can manipulate and control. And who knows, man, <laughs> we may have some dark things ahead of us. I don't know. It's just pure, pure speculation at this point, so. Yeah, it is a little uh, little scary, but I think that if you surround yourself with good people and, uh, you, we're, you know, we're very much creatures of habit, but we're even more so, I think, creatures of our environment. So as long as you're around, I mean, I like I told you off air, you know, I, I uh, tried to commit suicide five months ago and, and um, you know, I, I asked, asked myself really, like, why did someone like Robin Williams, who has all the success on the outside internally feel destroyed enough to uh take a very um temporary problem and make a permanent solution out of it uh even though i went through it i still ask myself that about him and and i've come to realize that it comes down to really your environment who you are around and and the people that you surround yourself with and and not only the people but the the sort of activities that they're surrounding themselves with to geek out on or to to be curious about or or anything like that and so um i want to do just two more questions the first one is uh how uh, how can can anybody that's listening um and really I appreciate anybody who possibilities um gives me any kind of <clears throat> feedback or is just cool like it's just is friendly says hi you know on my instagram or on the forum or um you know even if it's it's something that they can help me with like what's great is the more i put myself out there the more um i get uh i get cool stuff that's come back like so if i'm traveling Sometimes people will let me know they're in the area and they'll let me know certain places to go that are the best, you know, to eat or visit or, um, you know, I'm getting into music. People recommend uh, certain bands to me now. And I don't know, man, it's just this community that we're building, that we've been building. Um it's just it's just awesome and i'm super stoked to um you know to share that you know with the other guys and like see you know, all these cool people kind of come out of the woodworks to just listen to us and and contribute to the movement that we've sort of created with mind pump so i mean i just really just support the movement support you know spread the word um and um you know just keep in touch with us like we we love talking to anybody who's paying attention so i mean i i just get stoked when people hit me up and say hi or thank you or 
um, you know, that they've used our programs or anything like that and it's helped them. So, um, just feedback, man. It's, it's, uh, that's, that's all I'm really seeking. That's awesome. That's so cool. That is so, I think it's cool because it, it all ties back to that one step at a time thing, which uh, just a little message is the same way as taking, I think, a small step towards your health and being able to Instagram, Facebook, tweet about anything that I said or Justin said, you know, and then tag us in one of it and, and you know, really make a friend out of a, one of us, not just to listen to this and go, oh, I'm going to hit next on the next podcast just because, you know, I'm really, uh, even though I was entertained now, I want my brain again to be busy with something else, but to actually like take some time and just like reach out and message. It only takes like 20 seconds and I guarantee you'll end up actually being very happy you did that. If you found anything at all resonating with you, of what I said or Justin said, but most of all, I want to ask you, Justin, uh, just to give you an uh, opportunity to kind of like, uh, I have a personal philosophy that I live by, which is uh, if I'm not compassionate, curious or creative, I kind of feel like I'm dying inside, honestly. Uh, do you have anything that you want to just share that you've recently uh, come to the grips of with that uh, you'd love to share about something that someone could walk away with that uh, one person needs to hear right now? Hmm. I just, to just, just um, really uh, that's that's gain a tough thing more to clarity on their life. Narrow it down to other than um, be kind to yourself. I mean, it. don't be so hard on yourself. Like, um, the, life's tough already um but that's that's what what defines mm -hmm. your character and it, it helps to create um i mean you, you become better as a result of obstacles so um just to embrace embrace the trials the tribulations as they come and bear down you'll get through it and uh just remain Remain positive and remain, you know, forward thinking and, and, uh, you'll, you'll be better off as a result. I don't know. I'm not much of a motivational speaker, so. <laughs> no, dude, the thing is though, I, I gotta say this, you, you don't have to read Brene Brown anymore. You don't have to read Tony Robbins anymore. You don't have to read, um, Anybody that's a huge uh, self-help uh, guru author, if you take that one advice is to just be easy that's on it. yourself and, and don't be so hard on yourself because it all comes down to that. At the end of the book, they're all about self-appreciation. Yeah, I mean, you got to just um, – And if you really like that stuff and you got on it, go for don't, it. But, don't, I mean, you don't dude, you're so right, Justin, people. man. You don't need these Instagram people to tell you what to do. You don't need – you don't yeah. need to look like that guy, that girl. You don't need to do that. You need to do what you want to do. Be who you are. Be true to yourself. You know, that's what's attractive to people anyway. Confidence. So there you go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Love it. Well, Justin, man, thank you so much, dude, for taking the time out of your day and taking your time out of your, I want to just acknowledge you, honestly, for taking all that time out of your day. And also just the time uh, that you take to answer people's Facebook form questions, which honestly, like those questions that people ask, uh, 
and they are like life and death questions so if you're interested in ever uh joining a group cool. like that he, he, that group is not just only not just about health and fitness it's stuff that's, it is a group that's about one part life you know like, that's that's a part honestly that and uh, we can control and, yeah. and we can improve ourselves with but you know like it's like we all yeah. we all need like a community to that um you know that that'll help to we all can benefit from that we can benefit from the accountability and just the support system. So that's what I love about the, the, you know, the Facebook forum. It's, it's just, it, it just has built it, like it developed into this, this great supportive community. And, um, I think, yeah, anybody who, who has something that they want to discuss, it's free reign, you know, it's free reign. We're all here to kind of listen and, and support you however we can. So yeah, man. One hundred percent. Uh, thank you so much, Justin. Man, I'd love to have you back on, maybe in the future. Uh, and uh, I don't think this product of Axon is dead yet, and I don't think your app that that app idea that you have is quite dead. I actually think it's um just kind of like in its stages of Phoenix, where uh, it had to die in order to really be rebirthed in a way. So oh, I, I can't wait to bring you back on on a later date because I totally believe in it. Right and on, man. Nice to have me on, Logan. Man. Um, so, yeah, uh, I know that this isn't the last talk we have. Right on, man. Thanks for having me on, Logan. Thank you, Justin, man. I'll talk to you later. There's another episode of Scratch Your Own Itch. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to support the show by listening. Um, the biggest compliment you could ever pay me is just by sharing this because honestly, it doesn't take much. And it feels so good when people create something and take time. And when I see someone take time to create something that really just changed my day either made me feel less alone, made me put a smile on my face, made me laugh, made me feel wiser. I always want to share it with the world because why? When I share something that resonates with me, why not share it? I mean, that's just kind of the thing that goes around and it's free. It takes no time at all other than just a click of the button, share. On either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, any of those social media platforms would be great to share this. So I really appreciate it. And I want to say that um, anybody who's looking to gain authority or expertise in their area and they don't want to take another year or year and a half to write a book and wait until that's published, I think the best way is right now is to start a podcast. So if you're at all interested in starting a podcast, if you meet the certain requirements, I'd love to help you with a podcast and also get a website going for you as well. And this is not an easy task. It's hard to actually get it done and get it out there. So every now and then we need some help and I'm here for you. So please 
reach me at Logan at LoganTylerNelson.com if you're interested at all. And don't ever forget, you matter and you're enough.